Welcome to the 21st episode of ML Backstage. My name is Mars Luna. And I'm Ethan. And we're introducing this podcast straight from the sixth dimension. This is a music commentary podcast hosted by Joshua Luna, and we have a special guest, Manny Martinez. Today, they are going to talk about the song that Manny and I worked on together. I'm not giving Joshua any credit for any of it. Well, he did play keys on it, my boy. That is a bunch of cap, Ethan. That was me. <laughs> Earthlings, grab your popcorn and let's get started. Back to planet Earth we go. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 21 of ML Backstage. I am Joshua Luna. And today I got a special guest that I'll introduce uh, in just a bit. Uh, but just to get the formalities out of the way real quick. Uh, so to those who are watching and listening for the first time, Emo Backstage is basically a podcast that was originally uh, created out of creative frustration uh, for, and it's about the, the creative odyssey of Mars Luna, uh, the cosmic prince, the cosmic Casanova from the sixth dimension, uh, the space alien singer from the sixth dimension, and um you know, normally uh, I would have my co-host with me, uh, Kainalu Kamai and Holokaiki Tobes. They both were unable to make it today. So just a little update on them. Kainalu Kamai, who was here last episode, he's currently transitioning to a new job at Ace Hardware back in Hawaii. And uh, Holokaiki Tobes, who you guys have not seen in a couple months, um, I actually have a video from him about what's been going on um in his life he's been going through a massive transition and i got some snippets of that video uh that i'll put right here and i'll let the man say what he gotta say what's up guys i am currently in my transition to move up to the states for a job opportunity so right now i have to break down everything in my closet i have to figure out what I'm going to be taking and what I'm going to be donating. And yeah, so the we normally have two hosts uh, alongside myself, but uh, you know, like I said, everybody's going through different uh, seasons in their lives and uh, and season three or whatever you want to call it, it's just going to feature more solo episodes and more special guests and you know, Holo and Nalu will come in whenever they can. And uh, so uh, today we, are, we have a special guest, a good friend of mine. Uh, we've done music together, uh, introducing Hector Martinez, AKA Manny Martinez. Uh, how's it going, bro? Hey man, it's going good. I've been uh, really busy as of lately. So mm. kind of taking a break from the music, but okay. I'll be back. So is uh Manny your middle name or um yeah it's it's a nickname that oh. uh that spawned from like middle school okay people found out my middle name was Manuel. Oh gotcha. So they just shortened it out and like, hey, it's Manny, and I'm like yeah. that works. <laughs> yeah, uh, it works. Yeah. No, because I when you add I think you added me on Facebook or something like that, 
and I saw it was Hector, but it looked it looked just like you. I was like, oh, <laughs> Manny. Oh, so I was like, Manny or Manuel is not your not your first name. You were all confused, like who's this guy? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I I saw the face and I was like, I saw the mutual friends and stuff, and I was like, okay, cool, we're good. Uh, right, right. That's so got to be him. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, like we we have a couple of mu uh, mutual friends from like the Vegas music scene and stuff like that. Oh, and uh you know we've uh we worked on a song together um called four letter word which we'll get into just a bit but uh tell me a little more about your creative journey or your music journey uh from beginning to now hmm. where to start so <clears throat> it all started back when i was 12 years old um it was the classic, and I hope my wife's not going to hear this part. Classic, <laughs> like I was in in love or puppy love with some eighth grader. <laughs> I was twelve years old in sixth grade, and um, I was heavily influenced by Chicano rap music. Okay. Um, and I like wrote down the lyrics of like NB writers, and mm. I just kind of took those lyrics after writing them, and I replaced them with my own words. And it just kind of like showed me how music writing was done. And I was like, hey, I could do this too. And I basically wrote a little song for this girl, this eighth grader. Um, uh, she never got to hear it because I was too embarrassed to rap it out loud. But, but that's where it started, basically. It was like, it, you know, it came from the heart. Uh, mm -hmm. And from there, I just rolled with it. Um, I think that same year was when I uh, accepted Christ in my heart, in my life. Okay. And, and then I started, you know, some of the, the youth group was starting to uh, influence me with, um, they're like, here, check out Lecrae with uh, mm. Real Talk. And I was right, like, right. Who, who is this guy? And uh, I started listening to it and I was like, man, this is dope. If he could, uh, if he could rhyme while putting truth and biblical scripture in there i could probably do that too you know i was recently saved so i was uh, inspired and influenced to go mm -hmm. more along that rap uh right that rap with gospel rap okay and for sure it was game over from there i just started writing like crazy mm, yeah how old are you by the way right now i'm 27 oh shoot you're 27 i'm yeah. older than you then dang okay you look young, uh, bro. Don't worry. Oh, I appreciate is that, it. Uh, is that Asian inheritance right there? Oh, it's I've I've been told uh, I've been uh, told that I look younger than I am, so I I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> appreciate it. Um, so but sometimes you just don't know, right? So right. Um, <laughs> so uh, you wait. You are part Asian, by the way, right? I am. Yeah, I am. Okay. Uh, but yeah, so that's cool, bro. I didn't. Those eighth grade relationships be hidden different for sure. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. So this year uh, you I'm made it. Not to take it seriously though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So this year you made an you you made an album or you released an album called Doble Filo, and forgive me if I'm pronouncing it wrong or anything like I that. You good? Okay. Right on. And uh, you know, tell me about uh, what the name the significance of that name 
uh, is to you? And what did the what was the production process like during the album creation? Man, so doble filo in, in Spanish means double edge. Mm. So it's like the concept spawned from the tongue. The tongue has the power of life and death. Mm -hmm. So I took that as a, it's like two sides of the same coin. So it's a double-edged coin, but at the same time, it's like when you, you, when you speak your words, it can either build people up or tear them down. So it's mm -hmm. like, it's like a double-edged sword basically. Um, and it could also mean like, on one side of the sword, one edge of the sword is my Spanish language, like mm -hmm. Spanish speaking language, and the other side is English. So in order to fully use this sword, is it's a metaphorical sword to represent like my lyrics and my message. In order to really use the full potential of this double-edged sword, I need to use both Spanish and English into the flow, into the lyrics, into the rap. So right. that's that's what spawned the concept. Mm -hmm. And in doing this album, I really wanted to reflect both languages because sometimes I would do a fully Spanish song and a fully English song, but not really mix the two together. Mm -hmm. So this one, I really wanted to show all who I am into one album and use both languages in different varieties. That's tight. That's tight. I know when when I came to the studio, um, like several months back, you showed me, you showed me one of the songs. Uh, it was like a perfect example of that, uh, you know, English to Spanish transition, yeah. and it was like real, like the transition was really, really seamless. I was I was blown away, honestly. Uh, but uh, but that's super tight. Uh, so you have a. So you have mentioned that you, you know, you got into like gospel rap and you listened to, you know, Lecrae during his like really, really early days. Um, and so you kind of, you, you are familiar with the whole like CHH uh, background. Uh, yeah. First question, do you consider yourself to be a CHH rapper or a rapper who's Christian? Because well, there are, there is a difference. Yeah, there is a difference. Um, and believe me, it gets asked every single time to every single artist in the CHH scene, you know? You're right. <laughs> it never fails. You're always no. like, okay, I got to like touch bases on this real quick. Right. Um, honestly, people can view me or label me however they want. Uh, I like to reflect on myself as being a rapper who is Christian. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and I grew up on the CHH scene and, you know, I have plenty of friends who would consider themselves CHH rapper, you know, like gospel. Right, rapper. right. Um, I mean, I, I feel like I'm more of just a rapper that reflects my beliefs and my views throughout my music, but it doesn't necessarily mean I'm going to spit scripture at you every single line or every single verse. Yeah, right. I'm just trying to, my goal is to uplift and heal and mm -hmm. inspire others to find their purpose and you know like the way i see it is there's enough garbage and nonsense in hip-hop already as it is right so i don't want right. to contribute to that anymore absolutely yeah no for sure 
Um, and what are your what are your goals if you have any goals with or long term goals with music? Um, you know, when I really sit back and think about it, it's wherever the Lord takes me. Um, mm. Maybe back then, as as a nineteen year old, I was really focused on just pursuing music, doing hip hop, mm-hmm. and that was my main priority and trying to get up there, trying to get out there. But I didn't have a job and I had two kids already. <laughs> and I was like, my my wife and my parents had to slap some sense into me, like, hey, you need a job first. <laughs> yeah. Take care of the family. Forget about music for now. Right. Uh, put it on the back burner. So mm-hmm. <clears throat> honestly, I I'm passionate about rap and music. So I do it for fun, whether I'm getting paid to do it or whether I do it for free. Like it's, it's the same to me. Like, yeah, I would like to get paid. I would love it, you know, mm-hmm. but being an artist is definitely not, uh, not cheap. No, uh, especially no. if you want to do content video, um, pay for the beats, like, mm-hmm. You want to do it the right way and market yourself correctly. Uh, yeah, it's gonna take some some time and effort and and money, of course. Right. It's it's one of the most expensive professions out there. Oh yeah, for sure. Just the you, equipment alone too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just got you. You gotta you gotta pay a lot in order to get paid, basically. Yeah. Exactly. Oh. Precisely. <laughs> Yeah, I remember um I remember uh when you released this album. Uh you we had a brief conversation and you told me that you wanted to be the most underrated rapper or something something like that. And that was really interesting to me because I've never said, heard somebody say they wanted to be underrated before. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> It's a like it's a it's a compliment being underrated is a compliment coming from somebody else. But but for me, because for me personally, whenever I hear the word underrated thrown at me, it just means that I'm not where I want to be yet or I'm not the best yet. That's basically what it means to me. And Mm -hmm. so what so what is that concept of being the most underrated rapper or just being underrated, period, mean to you? Well, you know, in hip hop and in rap, there's always been this sort of like competitiveness to it. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants to be on the top, be the best. Um, and I mean, to this day, it's what shapes the culture of hip hop. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it also brings out like people's egos and right. And you kind of gotta like tone it down, especially being in this atmosphere where you wanna be positive, uplifting. Yeah. Um, if not like fully gospel rap. Mm -hmm. Um, And when I say that, it's like, it kind of comes off as like kind of selfish too. Maybe like I could have more views, more followers, more plays. Mm -hmm. Um, I could have more people asking me for features and this and that, because I believe in myself. I am confident in my skills and I'm not the best. I'm not the top rapper of mm-hmm. any list or whatever um <clears throat> but when i say underrated it's kind of it's kind of like i can achieve that i have the potential to be really good and be out there and get more i guess known 
Um, but it's that's not what it's about for me, you know. Mm-hmm. Like I said earlier, um, it's about uplifting people, uh, building them up, inspiring them. Um, hopefully, they can find their purpose, kind of like my purpose is with music. And I've tried to run away from it before, and God always is like, I'll come back here. Yeah, right. And and at the end of the day, if my music, my lyrics point people to to God and they want to be saved, um, then that's a win. That's a bonus, you know. And Mm -hmm. I may not never know that this person listening randomly to my music is like, hmm, I feel like going to church or what do I need to do to be better in my life as a person? Mm -hmm. And but God knows and all the glory belongs to him anyway, so. Facts. Facts. I mean, that's honestly kind of a refreshing perspective on it because like you did, you know, you did mention about the, you know, competitiveness within not just hip hop, but just music period, no matter what, no matter what genre is, it's just more obvious in hip hop as opposed to like, you know, like say R&B or pop or whatever, you're always trying to prove yourself or you're trying to prove to you know, prove to your, the haters or whatever, but yeah. like, ultimately it's a privilege to be, you know, to be doing music in the first place, you know? So it's just kind of like, it's, it's kind of humbling in a way, but, course, you know, yeah. and at the same time, it's, um, I guess for me, I guess, because, you know, when you told me that, like, for me, like underrated does not equal undeniable for me. So it's like, and like, like you said, like you're confident in your abilities, you know, I think for me, like I'm confident in my abilities. And I think for me, it's not so much about like proving myself to anybody, but it's more so, it's more so proving to myself that I am who I I say I am. Yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I believe that, I believe that, you know, I believe that when I'm locked in, like, you know, there's not a lot of, there's not a lot of things that can, you know, that can stop me. So so that's a, you know, I appreciated that kind of reminder. It was, it definitely brought it into a whole different uh, perspective for me. No, for um, sure. I mean, uh, most of the time when people hear my music, uh, it's like, they're like, oh, that beat was cool. And I like to say, <laughs> and, but I'm like, but does anybody notice like the punchline and what I did <laughs> behind the wordplay there? Like, yeah. It went over their heads, you know? Right. <laughs> we we have a homie who does that all the time every oh, yeah. you, you know kyle right yeah 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 he he tries to emphasize that every single time it's <laughs> it's it's hilarious whenever like whenever he tries to perform and stuff he always tries to repeat whatever bar he just said so it doesn't go over people's heads it's it's yeah. hilarious but shout out <laughs> shout out to him though you know what i mean um yeah, yeah. shout out he, to kyle lowry sh- yes sir shout out to kyle um that's actually how we met Yep, exactly. We met through, we met through Kyle. Hence the mutual friends thing that I mentioned earlier, for yeah. sure. <laughs> um, but uh, I forgot to put this on my notes. But doble filo, um, yeah. four letter word. Uh, so that four letter word uh, to those listening and watching, uh, that is the song that is featured on. I've what track number fourteen, right? Um, <laughs> 14 on on the album uh, doble filo um we worked on that song together and 
um, that's essentially the reason why he's, you know, he's here today. Um, and uh, what was a four letter word about? So it's a, it's a love poem. Mm -hmm. So right. it has to deal with my perspective of like, hey, you know, I've been in a relationship, even if I was a kid, a teenager, 14 mm -hmm. years old, like I thought I was in love. But <clears throat> when you go through the breakup, and then you're trying to get into another relationship, you already build up these walls and you don't want to let anybody else in. So it's like you're scared of love, but the Bible tells us that love is a good thing, right? It's, mm -hmm. it, it casts out fear. Yep. And, but yet I was here being fearful when I was trying to fall in love or starting to fall in love with, uh, with my wife. Back then we were dating and you know, it was it was a little hard letting her in, but then you start going through the weeks and the time goes by and you start falling in love and you let your guard down and it's like, is it okay to let my guard down or am I going to get hurt again? So basically that's where the concept spawned from for four-letter word. Yeah, for sure. I remember, yeah, because I remember you saying that and you told me all about what that, you know, what the song was basically about and I... I figured it out right away because because that was something that I can relate to personally when it comes to like you know putting my putting my walls up when it comes to you know inviting someone into my you know my space and like being vulnerable around someone and that's a point that I've, I've never gotten I never got to that point yet when it comes to like relationships and stuff like that yeah but you know that's kind of yeah <laughs> and yet and then There's like uh, <laughs> oh for sure for sure i'm not down in that at all but i mean like it's a, it's it's a, that was like a struggle that i've you know tried really hard to overcome you know so it's just kind of like oh you know I, it, my darkness doesn't necessarily push people away you know what i'm saying or like or like my flaws are not going to push someone away you know and that's kind and working on that song was really rewarding for me, for me personally, on a personal note, because it will, because like that perspective on love really spoke to me. And mm -hmm. like, you know, like you said, like you, you and your wife have are basically childhood sweethearts, right? So you guys know each other forever, right? basically. So like, and, mm -hmm. and I admire it. So it's just like, uh, so I appreciate you having me on uh, with, in, with the keys and like doing a little hook the hook for it so and i'm it turned out really well so it was perfect man it was like it was like i don't know if like i it's like i casted you to play a certain role and you just you embodied that character That's yeah like, you right. playing piano just like sealed the deal too i was like yeah That's what i wanted to do. <laughs> uh for sure um but what is your what is your favorite song from the album? Well, the one that you're on, of course. Oh, I'm <laughs> no, not for real. Like, what what is your actual favorite song um, from the out from from the album, if you have one? Well, I mean, the whole album is my album, so of course I gotta say they're all my favorite. But if there was one that stands out to me where I had the most fun recording. Uh, and then just this overall production of this song would probably be Heart and Soul. 
Okay. That For one, sure. Um, I had to do multiple different takes of how to record my vocals when I was kind of like singing the hook. Mm -hmm. And it's like multi-layered to get that hook correct. And I took like probably like 20, 30 different takes just trying to get it right. And this was like not like messed up, but actual actual takes that I was thinking of using. But I was like, nah, just just this like, how do you say it? Like the uh shoot i'm forgetting my music theory here like the, <laughs> the octaval or the scale or whatever i was yeah high, right high low alto like mm -hmm. I, was, I couldn't figure it out and i thought it was done and then i came back to the drawing board and i'm like scratch that start all over again mm -hmm. but the whole time i had fun it wasn't like a burden to me and i'm really mm -hmm. spitting like my life and part of my story in that song i'm putting my heart and my soul in that song mm -hmm. so, right I would say that's the one that stands out. For sure. Yeah, that one, that one was pretty tight. Um, that one, I, that one, I would say, I mean, excluding mine, uh, the one that I did with you, um, that one, um, and uh, I think it was like the intro track where you, where you, where you had that, the very first like Spanish bars. Yeah. I, was, I was like, okay, <laughs> I was like, okay, I was like, okay, this, this man spin that, uh, spanglish real quick it was it was the teaser trailer to the rest yeah of the right <laughs> it was like the um synopsis for what the album was going to be like so right <laughs> i was like i was like okay this man's spitting i love it so um so to those who are listening and watching uh for every uh podcast episode we try to uh incorporate a closing question so it's that kind of pertains to uh you know the theme of the of the episode whether it's you know a deep question a philosophical question a fun question a general question um but this one is kind of uh more so uh just i would say this is a general question because we're recording this during um, the holiday season and this is a season of reflection and kind of like you know just trying to recap what the year was like um, so I guess you know uh, the question that I have here for both of us is what does a fulfilled life mean to you um, I'll go first yeah you can go first go ahead I'll, I'll volunteer myself as tribute Okay, yeah, go ahead, bro. Um, so, what a fulfilled life means to me is it's simple. Like, if I were to die today, right now, mm -hmm. on the spot, Lord forbid he strikes me down right now. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, like, I will truly be happy and at peace with everything I've accomplished, uh, everything I've accomplished with my life, mm -hmm. uh, the people who love me and I surround myself with, um, my job, my material possessions that I have, like I am satisfied and mm -hmm. not content because I don't conform because I know I can always achieve more. Right. And that's not a, a selfish thing or a ambitious thing. Ambition is good to have. Uh -huh. but if I were not to live another day, like I'm fine. 
you know, I'm truly content, happy. There we go. That's fire. I think a fulfilled life for me, you know, there, cause there's a biblical answer and there is a, there's a personal answer for me. So the biblical answer would be, you know, to hear um, you good and faithful servant. Well done. Right. When the time, when my time on earth is done, um, when I hear those words, um, that's how I know that's a fulfilled life for me from a biblical perspective on a personal standpoint, it's more so about um, uh, reversing the generational curses in my family. Um, okay. I mentioned that uh, mentioned this like way back in like maybe one of the earlier episodes, uh, but on a more specific note, it based, you know, it's just kind of more so uh, God willing, you know, create a new culture of create a new culture for the upcoming you know, for the future generation of Lunas out there, um, because, you know, the people that came before me weren't ne aren't necessarily the greatest role models to have, you know, growing up. So uh, I would say that would be my personal goal and to kind of raise the future generations, um, you know, the right way, you know, and that's kind of like, that's a heavy burden, but it's, uh, right. it's worth living for. And I'm excited for that when, whenever that comes. Uh, so, that's dope. Yeah, uh, we've reached the I end of this pod. Don't be like that, bro. Oh no, <laughs> this bro, bro, I, bro. I think about <laughs> I think about this kind of stuff all the time. So, uh, so there we go. Um, but uh, yeah, man, we've reached the end of this podcast. Uh, Manny, appreciate you coming on. Uh, the answers that you gave were really informative and very uh, edifying. So really appreciate you coming on. Um, we usually close this uh, uh, podcast by, you know, telling pe the people like, you know, where people can check you out, where they can find you, whether it's like, you know, your websites, your social medias or uh, music plugs, all that stuff. Um, so I guess I'll, I'll say uh, you can find me on Instagram at Luna B. Joshua. You can find all the, the music stuff on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at It's Mars Luna. You can check out the website at itsmarsluna.com. And you can find Mars Luna on uh, uh, Spotify and Apple Music there. And uh, he actually has a new song coming out at the end of the month. So be on, be on the lookout for that at the very end of the year. Yeah. Uh, Manny, what about you, bro? Um, you guys can follow me at it's really Manny on TikTok, IG, YouTube with the same username. Um, there you go. All lowercase, no space, no uh, special characters or anything. Um, <clears throat> I'm on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, basically everywhere that music is available to stream or being sold under Manny Martinez. That's the you stage name. There you um, go. And yeah. That's what I got. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Um, stay tuned for the next episode at the beginning of the year. Uh, hopefully, we can. Hopefully, we'll be able to get get the gang back together for uh, the, for the next episode, where we're going to talk about Mars Luna's next release. So, uh, hope you guys have a great holiday season, and uh, hope you all have a great time with your loved ones. And if you are a Grinch like myself, hope you all find a reason to 
enjoy the holiday season and uh, stay tuned for the next episode and the next Mars Luna release. Thank you for having me, Thanks bro. I, yeah. I'm honored and I appreciate it, bro. And happy oh, holidays for sure. to everybody listening or, or watching. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hope you all have a good one. Peace. Peace. Wow, what an inspirational episode, Ethan. I'm so glad Manny came through for this one. It made me want to find true love away from the club. Childhood sweethearts are the best. Indeed, it is Cosmic Casanova season after all. <laughs> anyway, I hope you all enjoyed this episode of the ML Backstage Podcast. If you liked what you heard, follow us on Spotify and Anchor, and subscribe to us on Apple and YouTube at ML Backstage. You can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at It's Mars Luna. You can find all of my music on Spotify and Apple Music, and on my website at itsmarsluna.com. Thank you all for listening and hanging out with us. Hope you're all enjoying this episode. Be on the lookout for the next one as we're about to go over my next release that Joshua mentioned briefly. Hopefully we have the gang back together. Bye!